boom, boom. Here we go. Season one. Season two. Fuck, we're so good. <laughs> Here we are. Season two, episode one. The smoker section is back and uh, we are fucking trying to relearn how to ride a bike here. It's been, uh, what does this take? Four? Five? Yeah. Oh, you think, you think one of us working in radio would be able to pull this shit show together, but here we are. Uh, a simple introduction, and it's been a fucking shit show. Uh, firstly, Dickie's notes from last season were introduce who we are at the top of every episode. So, yep. uh, Dickie, you start and do better than you did the first time. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, it's uh, it's Dickie here speaking, uh, one of the three members of the Smoker Session podcast and the only plumber in the podcast. So, uh, when you hear me talk, you know, it comes from. Uh, a background of trade knowledge. That's it. <laughs> I, I'm Mitty, Mitman, Meatman, Mudman. Um, I don't let my profession define who I am like Dickie. Um, <laughs> Literally everything about yours. your profession, Mitty, is who you are. Real estate agent <laughs> by name, real estate agent by nature. No, nah, real estate agent's like a life coach, mate. I, I, I do everything. I, I'm here to get you through the journey that is buying your first, second, third, fourth, or fifth home. Yeah, and I'm Lucas. Um, I'm basically the one that's thrown between these two idiots. Uh, Dickie <laughs> likes to unpack things. Mudman, he likes to give thoughts and prayers. He just and loves I like to pack to, things. I love to pack yeah. things. And I Mainly like to talk about what I've done to upset my <laughs> girlfriend each week. <laughs> which is constantly now, we've, got a, we've got a bit to unpack there because we've had a few weeks off so i'm sure you pissed her off on multiple occasions like no but you know what my memory is like i can't remember anything past yesterday <laughs> well, so, boys, it's it's good to be back i'm glad we're here let's get this on the roll with who's kicking off yeah who's kicking off throw back to one of our favorite listeners from last season the penultimate episode go back and listen to that one if you have it it is because we we keep saying who's kicking off and nobody's getting what we're saying. <laughs> but but speaking of kicking off, Dickie, did you did you manage to throw that in the chat before the game? Oh, I actually didn't. Um, shout out to uh, Nick Ahern. Yeah, no. absolute. Shout coward. out to uh, Nick Ahern who um, decided in his pregame speech to start slapping everyone like proper like decking them over the top of their head. I got smacked and I, I think I still got a sore eyebrow from it because he just literally open palm just decked me right in the face being like, psych up. And I was like, mate, I'm just in pain right now. I'm not even psyched. So con- context on that, please, Dickie. Uh, Dickie played a semi-final to get into a rugby grand final. What, next weekend? Next uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunshine Coast University. Yeah. Mighty Buggies reserve grade going back to the big dance. Very exciting. Versus the University of Wynnum. Hard knocks. <laughs> you know versus Sunshine Coast Uni uh, they, they pipped us in um, oh, the last like, five minutes of the um, first semi the final we versed them in and then we versed Noosa yesterday and uh, one of the sea porters from Noosa was, sat behind the dead ball and decided to fat shame a few of our boys and uh, yeah I tell you what they were not having any of it the guy got fucking uh, marched off the field and then uh, after we won at the end a uh, friend of the show Lockie Bell decided to try and uh, go up is and that, is that Big upwards. Billy? That's a uh, big belly to you. Yeah, yeah that's and, what his uh, friends call him. That's what his friends call him. And um, yeah, he decided that it'd be a good idea to go and shake this guy's hand who was um, sort of walking off the field. And uh, all these Noosa old boys grabbed him. And then um, both uh, the Taylor boys jumped in. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a, a throw in, uh, like, you know, a bunch of blokes, a um, bit of a kerfuffle. And all the players were just like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, so but, who was uh, that shaming this uh, supporter for Noosa was fat shaming a few of the boys behind the dead ball line as we uh, got points scored against us. And I tell uh, you what, 2022, when you are yeah, worried about a supporter fat shaming <laughs> someone in a suburban rugby game. <laughs> um, this guy got reported though. The um, the Noosa club president called um, our 
uh, senior vice president um, this morning and said, um, did a full apology and stuff like that. Like, this guy's been cited. There's been a complaint made against the um, Noosa Footy Club and stuff like that. So going down. Woke Sunshine Coast shit. Sounds oh, well, like we've got ourselves some thoughts and prayers in the Sunshine Coast we, Rugby Club. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. Yeah, okay, do. so if you look at that situation, then compare it to what Azorko, the Brisbane Lions captain, said to the oh, Melbourne player. Those allegedly, who allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Those, those who haven't uh, seen what he was said, look it up. But context around it is the guy he said it to, his sister is dating... One of the Lions boys, or Lions. dating a yeah, he used to date one of the Lions boys. And what he said, uh, allegedly, allegedly, was <laughs> allegedly pretty, was pretty fucking cooked. And he's <laughs> he's fine. He's not get, he's getting off with nothing. So maybe oh, uh, Sunshine Coast rugby uh, reps need to get onto him. Well, it was also we were playing the game, and um, literally all the boys were. It was like a penalty. Um, Nick was um, yeah, kicking for the um, sideline, and uh, one of the boys like. You're gonna miss this kick, you fucking homo. And all these guys, oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Straight well, up this old fellow calling out the homeless call and um got, got caught up straight away. You can't say that's twenty two. We want we wanted to share this, but Dickie's already got us cancelled. Well done. Yeah. Thanks, Dickie. <laughs> Five minutes into the first episode back, cancelled. You could have said hummus then, Dickie, but yeah. no. <laughs> Just um, yeah, I'll record it for you. Hummus, right. and then just chuck it back. Well, well it. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this would be a great, this would be a great opportunity to put put in some sexual proclivities, Lucas, when you're editing. Just uh... I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom, as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a Person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. No. All right, there we go. And then quickly, we'll finish up on the sport before we come back for tennis at the end, just so we can move on to things that might have a bit of a more broad appeal. Major League Rugby, that's what they call the rugby comp in the US. People like Matt Guido are playing there. A bunch of other guys used to play for the Rebels uh, are over there in LA playing. Uh, and essentially, they're introducing a draft. Uh, like the BBL are this this year and like NFL and all of that. And they reckon it could change the game for rugby. What do you reckon? It's a, um, it's an interesting concept. I really haven't been paying too much attention to it, but um, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be good for rugby. It's going to increase worldwide views. Probably going to fucking decimate Australian rugby some more because why not just fucking pile on whilst we're just shitting the bed. Does it, does it decimate us or does it just take, Australian rugby players who are going to go to France and England and all of that away and send them to the US. Well, it just gives them another opportunity to play overseas in probably uh, like you get the opportunity to move overseas. It's a bit desirable and they probably pay better than what you get paid in the ARU. What's the ghetto law right now? Like how many caps do you need to be sort of playing to be able to be eligible to come back and play for us? What's what's that rule? It was 50, wasn't it? Oh, no, I think it's changed. The way in which this has been working, the people that have become available, I don't think that they've played, played the 60 caps or whatever it was to... Yeah, okay. Although every yeah. person who became available, we got injured, so that's great. Let's <laughs> <laughs> good start to a campaign and Foley's back in the fold. Uh, nice, I'll just insert a pause here for Connor to send us some bizarre rant. I've never seen a bloke. So Connor, one of our number one fans uh, overseas right now. I've never seen a bloke more engaged with what's going on in Australia when overseas <laughs> than, uh, than Connor. He's very close attention to all things Rugby Australia and how it needs to improve. Would we say that Connor's well, our only fan? About it. He's our only fan. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go on there, Mitty, but that no, was all no. you were saying. No, no, <laughs> wait, no. Dickie and I just wait here for you to say something else. No, no, no I'm, okay. done. I'm done. You're waiting for a laugh, weren't you? No, no, I interject. Connor, yeah, we expect some feedback from you or whatnot. Now, we've got a few things we need to cover off. Um, since the off period, I believe in one of our last episodes, we'll be discussing how our good friend Max became single. Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. um, I mean, we're following his escapades. He obviously was living with his missus and with his parents, which is a bizarre situation. Uh, now, <laughs> I was hearing this Max now moved in with his brother. Yeah, so uh, Max's brother um, has a place at Loder. And um, yeah, just I think by chance it just needed to uh, be out of the house and um, well, be out, had to move back to mum and dad's. And then knowing knowing Max, to... he'd be uh, his girlfriend would have got to stay at his parents' house and Max would have had to move out. Yes, yes. It would, it would have been something of that nature. <clears throat> um, so he's moved back. Well, he hasn't moved back anyway. He's um, moved in with his nan at his uh, brother's house because they're all staying there and um, nan's renting off his brother as well. And um, yeah, poor old Max, he's, um, well, he's loving it, but his nan's got a new boyfriend. Fuck, they and, don't um, miss a financial trick, do the cuneos? No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Still, they're very good with the cash. Um, but yeah, so I had, um, had Maxie over here. I, oh, I can't even turn the camera around. But um, you had Maxie over here give me a hand trying to move the fridge into uh, my house. Put a little ding there for any time I mention my house, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he's giving me a hand. He's t- telling me a yarn and he's like, oh yeah, man's got a new boyfriend. And I was like, man's got a boyfriend? Didn't like, yeah, granddad just passed away or something like that. Like trying to approach that one delicately. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's had this bloke staying over. It's pretty awkward though, because um, yeah, I heard him rooting the other night. I was like, hey. <laughs> Surely you block the ears. Like you got to wrap the pillow around the ears for that one. I, I don't know. What would you boys do in that scenario? Oh well, I've I've not been in that scenario. But there was, I went um this back when I was at uni some time ago, starting to be a real estate agent. And um my grandma was going overseas the next day after I finished an exam or something. So I ducked up the sunny coast to say hello to her before she was going. On the way up, she tells me that, oh, sorry, I've double booked myself, but you're welcome to come sit on the table at this this lunch that I'm going to that's just filled with people fucking, I don't know, between the ages of 60 to 85 or something like that. And I'm like, Mitty, you went, oh, that's prime house selling real estate. Yeah. I love, I love. <laughs> estate? Do I smell an estate? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, get, get up there and sort of go through the, oh, what do you do? Oh, that's so nice. My son does this or my grandson does this or <laughs> all the rest of it. Just like, oh, yeah, do you know this person? No. Um, but at the other end of the table, they were discussing um, – how so-and-so's husband died whilst they were having sex on holiday and then <laughs> started talking about how like yeah no it's actually more common than what it what it is and i'm sort of just sitting at the end of the table just sort of hoping the world just comes up and swallows me um and then one of the one of the old ducks at the table turns to me looks me dead in the eyes sees the the scarring that's happening to me <laughs> and goes, right. you know we all do it still right <laughs> right they're like the biggest investors in uh durex and all of that the lube companies because it's just otherwise you'd be start the friction would be starting small bushfires <laughs> <laughs> it's like the scouts badges <laughs> that's like oh, max max has got to be careful he's got to have a, a fire extinguisher <laughs> in his in, in sterling's house <laughs> Do you want to unpack that one, Dickie? No, 
No. <laughs> Let's put a pen. You're thinking about it though. Yeah. <laughs> now a few uh, other things I did, happened. I didn't feel bad for him. A few other things have happened in the uh, in the off season, we'll say, for the the smokers yes. section. I really want to touch on. So I I moved over to Perth. I think our last episode was I here. Yeah, I think you just got there. So yeah, probably there. been here for a couple months now, um, settling in just at the tail end of a footy season where it's finals. So I wouldn't qualify for a team. So I haven't joined a footy team. So trying to um, that's how I normally straight into a friendship group, kind of meet guys and all of that kind of stuff, and. Yeah. Um, so I'll be joining the surf club, but it's not quite surf club season either. So making mates wise, I mean, you've really only got your workplace and that's about it. And um, courts, my missus, she's moved over here, same scenario. Uh, and she's just, she asked me last night, hey, do you have Bumble friends? Oh. She went, no, no. She goes, oh, apparently like, do they do it for guys? Like you just jump on there and you can, you can just um, meet people and be friends with them. And I, was like, and I was like, because obviously, I mean, it's, you get to the point and there's, there's a study that they figured out that from the age of 25 onwards, you stop, you actually, you stop making friends and making good close friends and you actually start losing them. You stop actually keeping in touch with people more. So I wanted to know, how do you make adult friends or do you make adult friends? Can you remember the last time you met somebody as a, a bloke meeting another bloke who you wanted to be mates with as an adult and actually kept close contact with them? I'll work with one. I got a bloke who's coming to the wedding and Bucks party and all the rest of it met after 25. And we talk at work, obviously, but also I was out at a ball um, that he organised, which is still sort of a work thing last night. But it's, uh, yeah, I think work's one that if you sort of have enough in common, yeah. that sort of just organically right. happens. But if you weren't still working with him, Mitty, would he be invited to the wedding? Nah, fuck it. See you later. No, he probably wouldn't. No, no, at this point, I'd say yes. But I mean, obviously, it might be a bit harder to stay in touch if that was to happen. Yeah. But with, I mean, with, yeah. you, with you actually putting together a wedding right now, it's literally the scenario where you see you start to have to actually sit down and assess how good a mates you are with people. Essentially, is this person worth $150 to me? Yes or no? But I, I mean, even the con, like, it, it's one of those things, but it's like, well, would you be friends with these people if you didn't live in WA, Lucas? Would you be at the surf club or at like, like? It's just if you take whatever the the um, the thing you have in common out of the situation, would you be friends with them? And most of the time, the answer is probably no. No, but I'm still mates with blokes from Avoca Rugby. I probably won't be inviting them to my wedding, but I'm still mates with them. I, I was actually speaking to them. They said that you're a fuckwit. Like, right. really happy that you left. Right. They actually, while I was over here, they actually helped me out, and a bunch of them went over and helped the mother-in-law move uh, some stuff at her house for free and stuff. Good no, blokes. Didn't happen. Ah, didn't happen. Good fellas. That's the rugby Good community fellas. for you. But I mean, Mitty, so you're going through the experience where, well, you, it's not even figuring out if blokes are worth 150 bucks to you because they've got misses as well. So figuring out mm. if they're worth 300 bucks, which is a bigger, much bigger jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's I want to Like, if you, you look at some of our most annoying friends and you go, fuck, I have to pay double the amount of one of the blokes I like <laughs> to get this person here with their partner. But their partner might control them a bit more. Do I have to tell you how to behave? Um, oh, hey, I'm boys. I was, I'm on call right now. I was going to pause this for two seconds. On call? Hello, Ed speaking. 
the toilet the toilet's flushing the wrong direction yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have to call the us can you flush the toilet there the boys 900 dollars did you make a reverse call oh yeah, this is like uh diggy's job audition for belly he's looking for a new plumber two thousand years later now where were we okay we were talking about um midi and figuring out what his friends are worth 150 or 300 especially if they're annoying friends <laughs> is, um, did andre's miss i get a call at me yeah hannah's invited he's in is she is this he's a formal in. invite uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andre, if you're listening powder needs to take note of this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah his invite's lost in the mail shout out to big papa it's his birthday today on that note if you're him and like you're, you haven't received an invite to the wedding yet. How's the brazen balls on the bloke to fucking post it in a in an eighteen person group chat saying, "Haven't got my invite yet. Here's the address." <laughs> I think he just wants to come to the Bucks party. That's the only thing he wants. I, I think he's been more contented this out. Nah, I think the we- the wedding's a fucking good time. I love a wedding. Yeah, oh, I love a wedding. I'm I'm so excited. But Pounder, he's there for a party. But ultimately, what we're pussyfooting around is. At what stage is someone obligated to invite their partner to a wedding um, or, or a guest partner to a wedding? And it's sort of like a there's no one size fits all, right? Like, Dickie, what's your take on whether or not you should invite people's partners? Oh, I think, yeah, it definitely comes down to relevance. I think what I shout out to Regzi, who literally just gave me the, um, the chat when um, he invited me to his wedding. And I was like, I don't really think I really deserve to be here, kind of thing. Like, you know, I didn't really think I'd make the cut. But I did. And um, yeah, you basically said, when Vic and I spoke about it, you want to invite people that you're going to um, see for the rest of your life and friends you're going to have for life. And if you don't think they're going to be there in 10 years for you, then why would you want to have them at your wedding? And I think that was just um, the cold line that he drawed between um, who you want to be there and who you don't want to be there and who makes the cut. Yeah, but <clears throat> just people that you always want to be in your life. Regsy might think that about you, but does Regsy think that about Meg? <laughs> I think you, t- you take that punishment with the right friend, don't you? You take the butt. Well, mate, if you're calling Meg punishment, <laughs> fuck. I'm my hands to that, mate. I'm just using you as an example there. But if you want to say that, yeah, dig up, uh, dig, dig up. Yeah, I'm digging down, aren't I? I'd hate to be in Mitty's position. And I, I do not look forward to having to do it one one day myself. But it's um, no, it's definitely a tough gig to uh, to allow that well, one through. I don't know. I I put it through the lens, and I mean, if you look at the stats of who listens to our podcast, it's majority men. So I feel like we might be a bit uh, slanted towards one view of it, but. If why not invite a mate that you actually can see yourself still being friends with in 10 years, but is on the outer fringe of the people that you can get into your quota because old mate's girlfriend who might've been with them for six months or old mate's partner who you don't see or don't spend any time with gets to come instead of them. And I don't think it's an insulting thing to not invite a partner, uh, to get more mates in, especially if you make that clear to them. Hey, yeah. uh, we're actually really limited for numbers. I wanted to get more of my mates here. Unfortunately, we can't have your partner here. Yeah, it's a good call. But, and, and one thing, uh, a wedding that I went to was a Thursday wedding for um, for some mates. And um, yeah, they had it on the invitation, like, oh, would you, would you like a plus one? And they included it on the invitation. And I just started dating Meg, I think at the time. And I was like, oh, actually, I would like to take Meg to the party, to, to the wedding, even though she did not know the bride or groom. <laughs> now, like, now, now she knows yeah. quite well, but like, I felt kind of guilty about it. Who the fuck had a Thursday wedding? Um, do you know? I don't know, I actually can. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is you're giving they're giving you the option. Yeah. Yeah. 
Whereas, you know, I fucking, you got to take the option out of their hands. It's expensive yeah. shit. And, and it, that yeah. sort of depends on it. Like everyone's got their own sort of circumstances and stuff. And like, I think that the three of us have quite a big group of friends. And so, so yeah. like if, you, if you're like, if you've got a wedding that can fit 80 people, but you've really only got about 50 or 60 people that you can invite, then the, oh, would you like to bring a plus one is not so much of an issue. But when you've got like a list of about 150 to 200, you're trying to fit into 110. That's where it's like a lot harder to be like, would you like to bring a plus one? You got yeah, and as Lucas said, you take it out of their hands, and it's just yeah, got to be a bit cutthroat. Sometimes people get hurt feelings, but um, yeah. Yeah, guess- at the end of the day, if they do legitimately have hurt feelings about it, it's probably the right decision not to invite them mm. if they can't. Well, well the counterpoint of- is if you are going to still spend lots of time together as couples, and you're not inviting that couple, will it hinder your future interactions with them? And that's another thing you have to take into consideration. And that's the yeah, but again, if you can't move past it, whatever the, if you can't move past it for whatever the reason is, then it's probably more an Get the fuck over it. Yeah, the the relationship, the, the relationships that rocky between whatever friendships or something like that, then it's probably hmm. one that you're happy to lose after twenty five. Let's say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about money, we have to fucking address up the dicky because this is fucking shocking. Oh, here we go. Mate, what here you go. sent through the other day <laughs> that Dicky is going to be going to. Well, you know, Dicky, you tell a story, but tell it short. All right. Be, be so, uh, I'll, I'll quicken it up. I'll quicken it up. So, um, Meg's family are heading back to Ireland for an Irish Christmas this year. So Christmas flights never a good time, very expensive. When we first looked at the start of the year, it was around two grand. And I was like, let's just book it. Let's just do it. And uh, Megan said, no, 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 I'm sure they'll change. Prices might get better or, you know, we can, we can shop around for better flights. And now they've hit the four and a half K mark return. So that's just, that's cattle class too. That's, that's no premium economy or any of that sort of um, garble. It's, it's, it's cattle class and it's not a good time. But we've, we've been shopping around. We've actually found some better deals after I spoke to you boys and you said that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. So first things first, who the fuck thinks that Christmas is going to get cheaper as the year goes on? <laughs> Have they set a date for Christmas yet this year? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Christmas so, but Dickie, you're saying, so what, Nine was it 9.4 you were estimating uh, it would cost in return flights just for the two of you? 9.4 yes. grand. Yes, 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 yes. Very expensive to get over there just for a bit of a... Um, for for family Christmas, not going to be a shocker. Yeah, and we, Mitty and I, obviously, Mitty got so annoyed he actually started researching other flights for you. <laughs> I started offering. He jumped ways. on Sky, Sky Scanner. Oh mate, I yeah. jumped on Sky Scanner. Jumped on fucking a few different things, just trying yeah. to. Uh, what price yeah. have you found it down to? By the way, Diggy, just out of curiosity. So we've actually looked at Vietnam Airlines, and um, it's pushed it down to just a touch over three grand. Wait, each. Yes, each. So automatically, there you've just dropped three grand, three point four grand off your uh, <laughs> off your prop. Fuck me, mate. Yeah. And and so basically, for everyone who's catching up, Midi and I started suggesting why doesn't he spend a few days somewhere else and then like catch a flight to you know Singapore, spend a couple of days there, and then catch a flight to Ireland. Does that change the cost? All these kind of things. Um, <laughs> but what Midi and I wanted to do today, Dicky, was we wanted to do five things Dicky could better spend nine point four grand on. <laughs> Return flights to Ireland and Christmas. <laughs> well, number one, fix out my piece of shit house. <laughs> yeah, all that, mate, Dicky, that's your words, not ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite homely and quaint. My first one is, <laughs> I thought, 
I thought that you could pay uh, to get a bust made of yourself uh, <laughs> out of chocolate, but this is not chocolate. This is Shakespeare. There he is. See the, we can get the words at the bottom. Can you see? Uh, 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 uh. Who is that? Did you did you buy that? So when my great uncle died, uh, he, we, we were moving him into a home. He wasn't dead yet. We got to go through his house and take whatever we wanted. This is what I grabbed. <laughs> Is that like one boomer passing another boomer item to another? Wait, was, was this is one of the greatest conversational pieces. Courtney fucking hates it. <laughs> I, I just put it at random spots through the house. <laughs> to be or not to be? That is the question. Just like put it, no, like, no. Put it put open it a door the and just have it there, like ready to go. Yeah, I've also flagged I want a taxidermy dog or some animal that just sits around the house so you can move. But, like um, in scrubs. Yeah, like in scrubs. Rowdy. Down rowdy. <laughs> but um, so a bust, Dicky. I think you could get yourself a really nice life, like bust of yourself or uh, one of the boys. You know that, and that you probably come out with change still for that nine point four grand. You, you, you yeah, can get okay. a bust of your bust. What yeah. makes bust? Well, okay. or a bunda. Yeah, I'm listening. Bunda. Bunda. <laughs> uh, number two. I'm going to get the obvious out of the way, which is that that's some money that could go either enough to cover a ring, a contribution to a ring, sort of. <laughs> I bet you can bastard. No one make high expectations, but that's a good fucking price for a ring. Nine point four grand. I think that's a reasonable expectation. Uh, reasonable expenditure. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll jot in here and, and uh, probably already said it, but quick congratulations to Matt Myers. He just got engaged to his partner, and he was listening to the show, but it's probably not got this far through and turned us off. Uh, no, so no, why no, did you say it then? It was just shout out. Uh, number three of things that Dickie could spend 9.4 grand on better than fucking flights to Ireland return at Christmas time. <laughs> uh, a donkey. I saw a picture of um, <laughs> Sam Ashkar over in Greece with a donkey. And I think that would be a good purchase for you, Dickie. Where am I going to put him? Mate, in that yeah, backyard. It'd stop you needing a fucking ride on mower. It can go around and eat the grass for you. <laughs> and then well, when... As long as he eats weeds, I'll be happy. And then, you'd, well, you know, when Meg's acting up in the house, you said, uh, I'm going to go fucking spend some time with my other ass in the backyard. <laughs> Dickie's always said he's an ass man. Uh, Mitty, did you well, have another right. thing? Yeah, I, I was going to say you could uh, in, invest it wisely in uh, Karen coin. Yep, you get, you get one trillion Karen coin. Yep. Isn't, isn't the crypto market crashing? Yep. That's the yep. best time to buy. Best, best time, time to get buy. in, mate. <laughs> uh, that's the, what, number three. Number four, I think that, Dickie, you could use it to lower your body fat percentage. Oh, that's mean. That, that's a lot of money that could go towards lowering a body fat percentage to get you back on track. There was a lot, of fat, there was a lot of fat shaming yesterday at footy, so that's a real, that's, um, yeah, that's a touchy subject. Now, Dickie, don't bring this into that. This is tying into <laughs> Ashley from the GC and, well, you and his, you and his battle for the lower that, body that, fat. That's also enough for pro- roughly half a meal plan from Max, so... Yeah, number five, a meal plan from Max. With names for Max. dessert. Mate, mate traits, obviously. So Max sent me a dessert plan. He's like, get the whipped cream, take the nang out of it, the soda, soda bulb, but just inhale that. You'll lose weight from your brain. And they're the five things Dickie could better spend 9.4 grand on than return flights to Ireland this Christmas. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's not going to be that much. Hopefully it won't be that expensive, but... Yeah, the budget is looking quite large right now. Dickie, after this, send me the dates. And if I can find you something that's uh, in the four grand mark, I want to take that extra grand. So the five grand. <laughs> and you still get saving a grand off that six grand that you have now. And I think we're just about at the end of the podcast for today, which means Tennis News is back. Three-day old, three old Tennis News. And I've been keeping track of this game this morning. 
So last I checked, it was close one. <laughs> and it's finished. World number four, Tsitsipas from Greece, has taken out Medvedev, the world number one, the Russian, at the Western and Southern Open in the US uh, in 7-8. He got, so they went to... Um, Oh, fuck, you guys can't see this shit. Anyway, he beat him in um, <laughs> in three st- three sets. Three straight games, sorry. How about we talk about tennis? <clears throat> Anytime Medvedev loses, it's a good day for everyone. Anti-Russian sentiments enough from you, mate. <laughs> oh, who, um, who's that boy again? Uh, Steven Seagal. He'll be, he'll be get sent into us with uh, any more Russian rhetoric in the uh, Smoking Section podcast. Oh, actually, good point. Before we leave, so, start the soft yaz. Uh, any thoughts on Ukraine at the moment? Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Always on the take. All right, boys. Well, uh, anything else? This soft jazz is fun. Got me moving. Who's kicking off? Yeah. Mitty's been quiet for the last minute. You're good. Bit of head noise, just tracking. <laughs> this is Sunday scaries, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what we're going to, I will say is. Uh, feedback we're not doing feedback anymore we're doing get involved so new season's here I'd love to hear some I'd love to hear some more voice memos we want voice memos before we finish I'd love some voice memos from people I'd love if people want to come on to let me know but I'm propping up my laptop this morning this is how we're going to take the show out I'm propping up my laptop with a giant Cards Against Humanity box and I am going to pick a random card this is an answer card not a question Zeus's sexual appetites any thoughts on that? No? A big black dick. Isn't that Zeus's sexual appetites? Oh, I mean, the zinger. There he goes. These are all things that are happening on Connor and Ash's uh, Europe trip. A fat, bald man from the internet, a big black dick (laughs) with Zeus's sexual appetites. G'day to our listeners over in Greece. Hope you're enjoying yourselves, boys. Alrighty, boys. Hooroo. (laughs) Hooroo.